0: How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject. Uh, This is going to be a weird moment, actually, where I've done a continuation podcast. And I haven't done one of these since almost my weekly ones that I was doing, shoot, like three months ago, four months ago. Um, But essentially... Two days ago, I talked about a uh, unique individual that caused the flash crash of 2010 and how that had uh, somewhat of an influence on my life. That segued into yesterday's podcast where essentially I was talking about why, even though I, I've been uh, a, a, f- like a, a person that studied a lot about uh, finances and has a background in investing I've been doing it for quite some time, Uh, went to school for finance, grew up in an entrepreneurial family. All of these things would lead you to believe that I'm the type of person that's going to be pro-capital or capitalism, make a ton of money, get super rich. And yesterday's podcast, I talked about my arguments as to why that is not my lifestyle and a lifestyle I'll never have. And... In yesterday's podcast, I brought up the fact that if I really wanted to be rich, I would be able to just do it with absolutely no effort. And let me uh, let me rephrase that in the sense that no matter what it like, no matter what endeavor you're going to take, if you're wanting to um, be rich, whatever that means to you, but like let's say that means more than six figure income a year, um, and rich, rich is easily more than that. But uh, we'll just say for the average person, making $100,000 or more a year is would be a huge blessing. When I say that that's easy, that is still going to require initially some work. But the way I like to do things is that your first year, you're going to put in the work and then after that, 70% or 80% of what you do is going to be automated away into systems. And then really, you're only going to be managing and overseeing the work after that. If you do it right, right? Um, and I've brought up the fact that like, you know, this is, that wouldn't really be difficult for me. And just to address that, I am in this podcast going to try to give you tips and tricks on how you can make more money in your life. And this necessarily is probably not going to apply to you. You probably already know all this or, uh, you're probably going to think everything I'm saying is complete, uh, complete horse doo doo because, Again, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, you would know that I'm just not the type of person that that really wants to make a lot of money. But just because that's my personal choice doesn't mean that I don't understand what it takes to make a lot of money. And I've been surrounded my entire life with individuals that are easily millionaires. I've met a billionaire or two. Um, This isn't to toot my own horn. It's just that life has put me in a position where I got to interact and meet and talk. Uh, with these people, live their lifestyles through them, um, and i've I've gotten to do a lot of different things since I was a young kid growing up to where I'm at now. I've gotten to do a lot of things that I honestly haven't paid a nickel to to uh, to do, and it's been a, a great opportunity for me. and And all these times, I've allowed myself to really pick the brains of individuals and and really understand and and sit down with them. And I think one of the reasons why these people, even though they know that I don't have the level of income that they do, are willing to sit down and, and communicate with me is that uh, they've recognized that if I wanted to, I could have all this wealth. And it's almost perplexing to them as to why that's not the case for me. And I could definitely understand why that would be very perplexing because that's not generally how most people uphold themselves in life. And traditionally, if you're not the type of person that's really chasing wealth, you don't really go out of your way to really research what it takes to make a lot of money. So they kind of isolate those individuals to like, okay, these people just don't really care about money and they clearly don't know anything about it. But I'm like in a weird position where I do. And every single time I sit down with people, I like to test my knowledge and also pick their brains to figure out what, how they got to where they're at. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, this is not going to be in any kind of recommended order. This is just some ideas to help you capitalize on making more money. If that's important to you, I would, uh, first start off by saying that I don't think you should really worry about this. I think you should, their life is short. You really should pursue, uh, things in life. You should really simplify your life, minimize your expenses, um, live nowhere near beyond your means and, uh, just enjoy the seconds that you have on this planet. But if you still think that you need to make a lot of money to have a lot of enjoyment in your life, first off, let me tell you that that's not the case. Having a lot of money can bring joy to you, but it's also going to be following with a lot of stress. So first things first is understanding how to manage stress, because if you're going to be chasing a lot of wealth, Stress is going to be one of the things that's going to be following you. And so you really need to create a healthy balance behind something. And if you're wanting to make a lot of money or if you're really choosing to just make money in general, you need to do it the right way. And that requires you to be more open-minded about the endeavors you're going to take to try to make money, right? Right. Cause nothing is going to stress you out more than to think that a system or product or service that you're going to be offering is going to potentially make you a lot of money. And then you don't sit down and try to think to understand like who's your, uh, and this is just on entre- this, is like from the perspective of an entrepreneur, but we'll even get into like work per se as well. Like if you're working under someone, but as an entrepreneur, if you're not sitting there trying to understand your customer, um, really realistically thinking about uh, a product or service that you're wanting to offer and you really, it, it just seems like something that appeals to you, but really only you, you're really going to struggle out there. So first you really want to understand your customer. You want to understand what is this product and service is going to, uh, is it going to, If it, is, is there a market for for this product or service? Is there people out there that probably will demand this, right? If this makes my life more convenient. Is this issue that I'm having an isolated experience or is this something that I really can tell other people are having issues with, right? And if it's maybe not in my region, what area... Because a lot of people like to think locally, but we live in a digital age. So that's another thing to become very familiarized is with the internet. The internet is a very powerful tool. If you're not incorporating uh, e-commerce into your business... You're doing something wrong. You should always be incorporating some online aspect with your business. Really get to understand the internet. If you not you're not the type of person that really understands the internet, you need to go on YouTube, get some books, whatever is your your preferred means to learn and understand how to capitalize on 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 the internet. Because I could tell you right now that investing into internet marketing is going to be the cheapest form and also generate you probably the largest return compared to any other form of marketing outside of word of mouth. And to really promote word of mouth, you really have to have a really excellent product or service that is going to promote itself through other people's um, testimonials. And for a lot of people, that's not what they're offering. They're probably just offering something that's very simple, but they can understand that there's a market for for that item. And if that's the case, you really need to be a really good expert in online marketing because online marketing is A, a lot cheaper than any other form of marketing and B, like I said, a lot of, everyone's on the internet now. And so you're going to be targeting a larger base and with internet marketing, you can actually target your demographic. So if you know the type of customer that is going to buy your product, let's say it's middle-aged women in in San Francisco, you can isolate your your marketing on social media and online platforms and AdWords through Google to just target specifically that region, that demograph, that age group. And it makes your life so much easier. So instead of just wasting money on just doing radio transmissions and billboards and, you know, you name it, newspapers and, and everything of that nature, it's just so much easier just to invest into social media. Uh, and then also still promote, you know, yourself, like you yourself are always going to be the bestseller seller of a product or service because you're going to be the type of person that's going to get people to believe in an idea. Now, if that's through you creating a marketing campaign of a video and then promoting that online, then that works too, but it still needs to come from you because it's, you know, it's your idea. Um and so the more you do this research, right? You don't want to overdo research as well. You really just want to understand your customer base. You want to make sure that the idea that you have really makes sense. The best way to do that is to whatever the idea that you have that you want to sell, promote it to uh, close friends and family members and uh, even offer if it's a product, which by the way, I'll, I'll touch on why you probably shouldn't do that. But if it is a product or if it is a service even, offer to do it for free for people and in return, get their open opinion on things. Now, if your idea requires a lot of capital investment, that's a really stupid idea. Don't do that. The only reason you should ever do something like that is if you have like an investor to invest into this idea. So if your idea requires a lot of capital and a lot of investment to get into, never use your own money. Every smart person would tell you use someone else's money if that's the case. But if your idea doesn't really require a lot of capital and you have the money to to front it, and it's not gonna uh, it's not gonna kill your expense like your your bank account, then by all means offer it for free to people and get their opinions on it. Also, if you make a website, make three different homepages for your website. Make three different uh, labels for your product. I, you know, make it enough that there's choices, and start giving it to people and 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 or sending this these different links to people, and get them to tell you which one do they prefer, right? Because you're trying to get more people to become engaged with your product or service. The only way that's going to happen is if you get input from your potential customer base. And you want to emphasize to these people to be brutally honest. You don't want people... And if you know for a fact that these people are going to be biased and are always going to be high praising everything you do, and they've always done that, don't even offer this to them. It's not worth it. Find people that are critical in your life and offer... They are the people that you want to appease to because if you can appease overly critical people in your life, and we all have those type of people that we know then you have you might have something and that's something that's great and so that takes you to the next step of actually like you know starting to promote the service get a web page up and running create a social media accounts for this thing and start promoting the living daylights out of this thing um and that's and that's for an entrepreneurial aspect and that will honestly minimize a lot of your stress when i say that you're going to be working really hard the first year and that first year really developing a website, getting a social media up, that's not going to take more than a week, not even a few days. The, what's going to take a lot of your effort initially is just promoting this service. And uh, I already touched on like the most effective way to promote beyond yourself is to go out and, and use websites and and social media platforms to, to promote yourself. But when you're out and about, um, promoting your service, you need three skill sets that are very crucial and important. And this applies to everyone. These three skill sets have made a huge impact in my life. And I honestly have not spent, I I mean, a lot of these things, these experiences in my life have come to me free and it's because of these qualities that I have. And the first is the ability to be um, an effective communicator right an effective communicator requires a lot of of training if you're not used to this and if you are you're probably already doing really well in life cuz in my opinion being an effective communicator is going to really get you ahead in life how do you become an effective communicator well i i've done some podcasts on that subject old ones uh talking about attraction but essentially what you want to do is you want to minimize your like minimize being focused on one specific field, you want to start becoming a jack of all trades and knowledge. So every time you get exposed to a new idea or, or um, an information thread or whatever it might be, latch onto it and learn a little bit about that thing. Ask questions. If you're hearing about this thing from someone else, ask them a little bit of questions to get a little bit more details about that. Because the more you expose yourself to different subjects and, and become familiar, you don't even need to be an expert you you might be surprised you might be intrigued by an idea and, and run with it and that could be something that allows you to develop a product or service because you hear a struggling issue that someone has in their industry right and don't be afraid to um to ask people essentially what they are struggling with in their business or in in life because you'll be very surprised to see how many people are actually open about this and One of the reasons why you're going to want to do that is because you want to reinforce the secondary skill set as well, which is being an effective problem solver, like being a good problem solver. If you could be a good problem solver, then you're going to do super well in life because essentially as you present more and more problems in your life and, uh, you know, this could be through entrepreneurship endeavors. This could be through asking other people what problems they might have and trying to help them. Or it is because you're just very prone to problems. That's my story. I I feel like inadvertently, I love being a problem solver. And I think that's one of the best qualities that I have. But I think I chase problems too many times. But I mean, it doesn't stress me out. And if it ever does come to a point when it stresses me out, then I know that I truly have an epic problem that I need to, to deal with. But if you could become a good communicator, right? Uh, you're able to, and, and becoming an effective communicator requires a lot of practice. You need to be able to open, be open to communicating with people, actively listening to what they say and, and go back and forth with them using threads that they've presented to you and then countering their threads with your own perspective on what they're talking about. And I'm really surmising this and I might actually tomorrow's podcast talk about again, and a little bit more detail on how to be an effective communicator. So, if that if that's what you're lacking, I'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow. Right? So, good communicator, great problem solver, you need to be a critical thinker. You need to think critically. And what do I mean by that is like you need to think about um you have to remove all internal biases that you might have about yourself and about ideas that you have as well. And you need to uh utilize the skill set not only I mean it's important that you do this for yourself first and then start to look at other issues out, uh, outwardly and and start critically thinking or thinking a little bit more than just simply thinking about issues that arise, then that will cause you to be a great problem solver. So the only way you're going to be a good problem solver is by being an effective critical thinker. And the way that you're going to allow yourself to be presented with more problems is to be a great communicator. And The more you allow yourself to become a great communicator and open more doors in your life, you'll realize that some problems will will come from that. And if you can become more reinforced and becoming a good problem solver, then that means that you're probably doing more of a job of critically thinking. So if you have those three skill sets and you've reinforced that, you're going to do good in life in whatever field that you're doing. If you never want to be an entrepreneur but just want to work in business, that's going to be a great skill set for you to have are those three things. Beyond that, a common mistake that a lot of people make as well is that they think about weaknesses that they have and I, I'm sorry, this uh, this is going to come off a lot of entrepreneurial stuff. I might have to do a separate segment on people that are employees, but this is just for people that are like trying to start their own business, I guess. This is like where I'm geared at with this mindset at the moment. But a lot of people make this uh, this common issue as well, essentially where they are really good at something, but they spend a lot of their time working on the things that they're not good at. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't understand some of the mishaps that you have as a character, whatever it might be. Mine, for instance, is time management, horrible time management, and I'm completely uh, disorganized. Like, for me, my disorganization is my form of organization, but for others, I feel bad for them when they see it because it's probably going to give them... um, a brain tumor. No, I'm joking. But should never joke about that. But essentially, yeah, people just are like, wow, you're super messy. And I'm like, well, I mean, I can find everything I need in my mess. Maybe you can. But those would be my my two biggest things, right? I could sit here all day and worry about those two things. And I mean, here and there, I work on them and I I get a little bit better every single day. But I don't work on those things. Like I spend maybe 10%, 20% of my life working on those things because I've known for a long time that those are, oh, procrastination, but I, it goes into the time management, I guess. Um, those are like my huge weaknesses, but my strengths, I focus 100% on, or not 100% because if I'm doing 20% in those, I focus a majority of my time or 80% of my time on my strengths. And so my strengths are the three that I listed. And I know they might sound biased when I was talking about them previously, but again, they make a huge difference in your life and you'll be very surprised if you acquire those skill sets, how much of a difference it will make in every aspect of what you do. So don't harp on what you're not good at because every single person is really good at something. You need to focus more time on reinforcing what it is that you are good at because when you figure out what you're really good at, you'll start to recognize where that your ability can be used to either promote of a service or product, right? And so, you know, whenever you have some free time here and there, yeah, read a book, you know, watch a video, get a mentor to help address some of the things you're not good at. But honestly, you want to focus on always a majority of your time on what you're already good at as an adult. And everyone's good at something. So don't claim that you're not. Everyone is. You know, even if you're a jack of all trades and you consider yourself not good at something, You are. Just ask your friends and family members what you're really good at and get their opinion on it. That thing is something that you need to focus more time on. And when you do that, you'll start to realize that there are certain things in life that you can help solve with your good ability. Because trust me, no matter what it is that you're good at, there's always someone out there learning, wanting to get better at that one specific thing, right? And so there's always a demand for your knowledge, especially if you're spending more time reinforcing what you already know because that, that starts to make you into an expert. And then becoming an expert, you can get more knowledgeable and more applica- or applied um, with that knowledge when you become a guru and you start having the ability to teach people. And that's one thing you could even do because I will tell you right now, if you're looking to be an entrepreneur – <laughs> Making a product is very costly and I would not recommend it unless it's something that you're very passionate about. If you want to focus on a product, by all means, do it. Like if if it's not going to cost you a lot of money and if it's something that you really believe in and you know you have something and you can, you know, possibly patent it, but even if you can't, if you know there's a market for it, go for it, right? But I could tell you right now you're your, your incompotential And your ability to minimize your stress is really going to come from focusing on a service-based offering, right? And so service-based could be literally anything. If it's not tangible, if it's intangible, then that's a service-based idea, right? If you're helping people not through selling them a product but selling them on an idea, then that's going to make your life a lot more easier because... You don't need to worry about shipping, you don't need to worry about any of that. You can just focus on how do I sell my ideas? And honestly, you can uh write a book on your knowledge, sell that easily on like uh on Amazon Kindle. They have a KBR, or is it KBR? Essentially, you can write your own novels for free. Um Boom. Yeah, uh, is it? Uh no, it's not KBR. What is uh, Amazon? KDP. Dang it. I always get that mixed up. I don't know why I get that acronym mixed up. So Amazon KDP, if you want to write a, a a book, you can write a book for free. Amazon will just take a small portion of what you write. You just need to get someone to, to make a cover art for you. Um, you write uh, essentially, you want to put a little bit of effort into this. But you can uh, write, like, your knowledge onto paper or audio record it. And look, you don't need to proofread your work if you don't want to. You can find proofreaders for, like, dirt cheap uh, through a lot of different uh, countries. Uh, There's a lot of different services you can use. Fiverr um, is, like, the most popular one. You could do – I mean, shoot. You could do literally, like – I don't I don't want to like give too many of my like the, the resources but that fi- you can do enough research on your own to find people that will do work for you for minimal cost like literally absolutely no cost whatsoever. The resources are out there. There's a, lo- a lot of ways to do that, right? So you can have someone literally proofread your work, uh, correct your work, and then someone to make your cover art for absolutely nothing. I mean as low as 100 bucks. And for as low as a hundred bucks, you can actually have a book put on Amazon and then you can start promoting and selling this idea, right? And, or you can get into making a YouTube channel or you could get into doing a podcast like I do or doing a blog. Blogs are very popular. Um, Whatever it might be, if you can do that, then that's what you essentially want to focus on. So you could have the ability to um, focus 100% of your time on just promoting this idea, right? Um, you definitely, uh, I think you're always going to benefit from communicating with people and, and essentially finding out what they are struggling on in life. Because if you can find out, if you hear commonplace, a lot of people are struggling in, in X thing or they need help with a certain thing and you end up being really good at that. Those are your customers right there, right? And so always be open about asking people what they need help with in life. Like what is the one thing that they're struggling in and how, you, how like if they learn this one thing, they feel like they would probably be in a better position in life. And so if you're into fitness, look, there's a lot of people looking for that kind of assistance right now at the moment. I don't, I don't know what skill set you might have, but if you have it, you need to start learning to maximize your potential with that skill set. Um, what else? Um, by the way, when you start like touching on the like having someone else do work for you for absolutely a cheaper cost you'll realize that you can start to utilize these uh, services and ideas to kind of get people to start selling your idea for you. But I wouldn't recommend that early on. I would recommend that you push your own idea uh, initially because you need to train these people on how to sell your ideas. But you can essentially get someone in different countries, pay them in their country what's considered a a well-above-means way of living – well, for you absolutely costs nothing and in return, this person's working really hard selling stuff for you. I have a perfect example here in Las Vegas um, for nightclub stuff. My first year, I kind of developed my own rolodex i, I like I was constantly socializing with people going out and meeting new people, needing new faces and getting them to be my clients and then eventually, when I started to get people to reach out to me for the following year for nightclub stuff. I started to realize like I could just rely on just referral traffic to do really well. And what I could do is I don't want to be on my cell phone all the time. Let me get someone else in the Philippines, for instance, pay them, uh, uh, you know, what's good money for them. Uh, I negotiated with them and then I also paid them a commission. So I paid them a flat commission on whatever service, like whatever people they, um, upsold, like whatever services I offered here in Las Vegas, I would give them a percentage of all those sales. And so they potentially made way more money than they could ever make in their lifetime in the Philippines. And in return, I paid uh, paid someone a lot cheaper than I would pay anyone here in the States to do a lot of work for me. And that made me a ton of money. So much money that I just, I got so lazy, I didn't do anything and... That ended up being like the worst case. I, I essentially abused that, um, that uh, like that's that ability to do that, which wasn't good. Wasn't good for the liver for sure. Did a lot of partying, which was just not conducive or healthy at all. Um, but that's it, honestly. Uh, you also one of the things that you could also do for yourself is be. Find a good friend, or or find someone that's really good at the things that you're bad at. By the way, I forgot to mention this. If you're really good at X, like for instance, I'm not a good, I'm not good at uh, organizing, I'm not good at time management, and I just don't really care about money, right? But if I wanted to have a good business, those are some important things. So I would make sure that my business partner or my friend that I would ever start a business with would be really good at those things, right? So we have a dependability on one another. I could be the critical thinker, the problem solver, the guy that that talks a lot, essentially handles like the marketing, the sales, and this person can handle like the operations and essentially um like the the drive on like 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 uh managing our finances, just managing the books, right? So, because for me, I I, I could care less, but for him, he probably wants to maximize how much money he wants to make. And that's great. So if I position myself with someone like that, we're going to do really, really well because we're both very dependent on one another and we're going to, we're just going to kill it in life because we're both going to be really good at something. And I'm going to always motivate that person to not worry too much about focusing on, on what they're bad at and to just continue focusing on what they're really good at. And you know, ultimately, we'll want it, we'll help each other inadvertently because we're like sponges; we absorb things uh, and information from those around us. Um, another thing too is to always surround yourself with people that are looking to also be in that same position, right? So th- this has nothing to do with finance, but this applies to to literally everything. Whatever you want to be really good at, if it's making a lot of money, if it's being really fit, if it's trying to, I don't know, be a good lover, whatever it might be, for that to happen, you have to surround yourself with individuals that are already good at the thing that you want to be good at. You got to stop hanging out with so-and-so. You got to stop being around your family. If they're not really good at the thing that you want to be good at, you need to surround yourself with the people that are. And this definitely applies to finance and it applies to any skill set that you want to be good at, right? So if I want to be a really good organized person, I need to change all the people I socialize with and just focus on socializing with people that are really good at time management. If I want to be making a lot of money, I need to surround myself with people that make a ton of money, right? And the way that that's going to be a lot easier for you is if you're able to have certain skill sets that allow these people to even though they recognize that you don't make a lot of money, are willing to help you out. And one of the things that you also need to be really good at is dropping your ego. Drop your ego. You are not that important. You are not the most unique person out there. Everyone is unique, of course, but you are no more important than the next person next to you. The easier it is for you to drop that ego the more people are going to be able to read on that and they're going to be more willing to help you with things that you're not good at. And that has helped me tremendously. When I get in front of someone and I know they are an expert in something that I want to learn more about, my friends are always amazed by this. I can quickly bond with someone because they recognize that I'm really good at problem solving, at being a critical thinker, at being a good communicator. But when I'm in a position, when I'm in front of someone that I... I know and they know that they are more intelligent on X subject. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to ask um, questions and try to address things that they bring up critically by thinking about what they talk about and trying to understand what they're, what they do. But at the same time, not pretend like I know everything that if they say like, no, that's actually not how things work. But, I mean, nice try and and, and trying to guess what, what it is that I do. I'm like, oh, wow, really? That's not what you do? Oh, cool. I've actually never been in a position to be around someone that does it like you do it. Like if I was trying to um, better understand what you do, like how what would be the most simple way to explain exactly what you do? And boom, blah, 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 blah. They're explaining. is Like I'm not asking them to go into detail. I'm not trying to put a lot of emphasis behind it. I'm just small talk, you know? Oh, cool. You do it that way. Wow. Um, I've never heard that before. So like when you do it this way, do you like normally do this? And they'll be like, no, actually, like the way I do it is I do this. And when you reach out for help and you're not, people can pick up on on truly when you need help, right? And if you could drop your ego, people are going to be more willing to go out of their way to help you out. If you aren't willing to drop your ego and you're going in like gung-ho, like I'm going to take you down, they're not going to help you. They're going to look at you as like potential competition and they're just going to be like, I'm not giving you any insight. But I know so much insight on what makes every single person really good at what they do and it's because of the fact that I'm not, look, I'm there to have a good time with you, socialize with you, um, and then when I when I hear that you're really good at something that I want to know a little bit more about, I'm gonna like pick your brain about it, but in a very converse, conversational way, um, and and just listen. I'm gonna be an active listener. I'm gonna like throw in some like things that I think that might help you out, or I might throw in like assumptions what I think you're doing. And if I land on any of those, I just look really smart. If I don't, don't go out of their way to correct me, anyways. Either way, I'm getting. You know, I'm getting the information from them one way or the other. Um what else? I mean, uh it's it's just a mixture of all of these things. If you mix all of these things together, you're gonna do really well. Like for instance, for me, I understand how to look at a system and, and recognize what what uh people make mistakes in and I, I've been really good at that. If I really wanted to go out of my way and I know some people that, that make tons of money being business consultants and going to businesses and and looking at their operations and essentially looking at their books, looking at what they do wrong and be like, hey, you know, for a small price, I can help you essentially make double what you make already or I can help you make one and a half times what you make or I can help you make 20% more, you know, is that if I made you make 20% more, like let's say you make $100,000 a year, if I can make you another 20 grand a year easy, would you pay me two grand for that? Cool. 10% on, on what I could potentially make you. And I guarantee it. Like if if you don't get that, uh, that level of income back in a year, then I'll give you back to two grand. You could, I could go around doing that right now, but it's just not for me. Like I just, I want to live a very minimal, <laughs> minimal stressed life to, you know, like I brought up in yesterday's podcast, I think another very important thing for you to do is really like, minimize your stress, understand like what amount of money it takes for you to live comfortably, and figure out how can I make that money in the shortest amount of time. The way you're going to do that is being a good problem solver, being a good critical thinker, focusing on what you're really good at, being a good conversationalist, networking with people. Surrounding yourself with individuals that are are really good at a skill set that you want to be good at. And if that's making money, you need to surround yourself with people like that. And you need to understand that you can leverage a lot of work onto other people at a very minimal cost through technologies like the internet. And if you're not utilizing the internet, there's something completely wrong with you. And I mean, that's the the best way to summarize essentially how to make good money. I mean, obviously, there's more specifics in all those categories. And this podcast would go on for days if I got into the specifics in every category. And, uh, you know, maybe this will be something that everyone wants to listen to. If it is awesome, you know, reach out and maybe I'll do one on like, uh, like tomorrow I might do like talking or how to have great conversations with people or, um, essentially how to be a good networker or how to be really good at marketing how do you even do social media marketing? Um, but you know, I, I know for a lot of people, they care about this stuff and I don't want this podcast to be about that because it's not me. It's it's like I've, I've, I've dabbled in, in the experience. I've, I've surrounded myself by a, like I, I couldn't even count how many people that I know personally that are good friends that are just killing it in life. And, um uh, and, you know, I could easily reach out to them and ask them, but I I already know, and they already know that I know what makes them successful and it, it's just not for me. Like it's, it's for some people out there. And if it's for you, that's great. I don't understand it personally. And I've, <laughs> I've grown up my entire life being around that kind of stuff. But, um, I really do think that it robs people of, of being empathetic to others. And I, it's going to take a lot for me to, to, Have that perspective change because, yes, there's a small minority of people that I know that are empathetic and make a ton of money, but a vast majority of the people I know. And it's not because I like to surround myself with shitty people. It's just the way it is. Like if I'm trying to surround myself with people that make a ton of money, they're probably doing it in ways that I just don't really see eye to eye with. I respect it. I'll pick your brain about it. I enjoy a good conversation, but it doesn't mean I'm going to 100% agree with it um so yeah if it's if it's for you you know let me know uh, you know i i'll I'll be happy to do more of these uh it'll be a great way to kind of reinforce what I know if uh and it's just like in anything in life that's another thing too apply 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 the moment you stop applying the knowledge that you have you're gonna forget it you're probably not going to forget the knowledge but you're gonna forget how to apply the knowledge and application is the most important thing stop reading books. Read enough to understand something and just apply. Don't get stuck learning, 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 learning. Trust me, that's not healthy or conducive for you. The only exception, there's always exceptions to everything, is you're the type of person that's able to just apply whenever they want to and it doesn't matter how much they research. That's you. You're a powerful person. And uh, sometimes I consider by myself to have the ability to do that, but I can't do that every single time. But if you're the type of person that could do a lot of research and continue to apply, then that's powerful. But most people just get stuck in this vicious cycle of wanting to learn more and more and more that they never apply. And then and they sell themselves on why they shouldn't do something. And that's not good either. So learn enough to be familiar with something and then just make mistakes. That's the last actually last two things. Have fun, make a shit ton of mistakes. Like make a lot of mistakes. As long as those mistakes aren't going to put you into bankruptcy or you know, cause other people to lose a ton of money because you're doing that or you're not hurting people, then make a ton and ton of mistakes because that's going to help you learn faster than anything else. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast and I'll catch you guys all manana. Peace.